solstice. Gather round the cauldron for another episode of Good Witch, Bad Witch. Which witch are you? The mistress of Motown. The party princess. The queen of Halloween. The walking Deb. A huge welcome back to a very, very special guest all the way from Norton Shores, Michigan, the one and only Deb Molinar. And now, Lisa, Shelley, and Daryl. Welcome to another edition of Good Witch, Bad Witch. We are going to have a very, very special guest today. But first, let me introduce you to the good witch, Shelly Majors. Hi, ho. And then there is our man witch, Daryl Brown. Well, good to be here. Yeah. And then if they were um, really polite, they would have introduced me. <laughs> oh, which <yes>. is... <laughs> We are really narcissistic, oh, terrible on. people. Yeah. And now, mm. Lisa the Bad Witch. A little, little too late. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I, we were going to have a really, really special guest. I already said that. But um, before we talk about that, I wanted to do, in our introduction, I wanted to talk a little bit about how... Um, we have evolved since we first started. So we're in the fifth episode of our fourth season. But this particular guest was our third guest on, well, the, on the, she was the third guest. Because when we first started this, we all we were going to do is guests, remember? Yep. I was like, yeah. it be all interviews. Yeah. And you know, then, we know so many fascinating people. How hard could it be to schedule that every exactly, week? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but then we realized it was hard to schedule and that our friends were not that fascinating. No, oh. it wasn't I'm just kidding. It was um, that we actually just didn't have a guest for one show. Yep. And so we did one without a guest and we had a lot of people that said they just liked us bantering and, yeah. and talking and yeah. this and that. They both um, have their charms. Right. So she was on our third show and um, this will be the first person ever to come back. For a show or for a second appearance that's right and stuff but i went back and i listened to the episode with her um this week and i remember because well mostly i wanted to remember what what we talked about what we should talk yeah, about. yeah refresh and, yourself yeah 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 and um I, I i didn't realize how hard it was because we had done to, those first couple interviews over Zoom. To do a Zoom was tough back in the day. Sure. You know. Yeah. So we had done this interview with her over Zoom. And I think the thing that was hard about it was you couldn't talk at the same time. So mm -hmm. if, I mean, sometimes we do talk over each other. Well, sometimes all the time. <laughs> right. We talk about <laughs> over each other and stuff. But um, when, with a Zoom call. When they're not it, in the room, it's even more difficult. Yeah. yeah. When somebody starts talking it cuts off the other person mm -hmm. because only one person can talk at a time. Right, and mm -hmm. there was a lag. Mm -hmm. And yes, because this person lives far away. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there was there was that. And um, we also, like, it just, I it, you, like, couldn't... Like do the laughing thing. We didn't kind of, you know, we it wasn't it wasn't we couldn't capture the moment, right? No. Like you can when with us in the studio because we're all together. Bam, you can capture it. But I, I know what you're trying to say too. Uh, she she was in Arvada. She wasn't that far yet. <laughs> was she? Oh, yeah. No, I guess maybe you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was COVID. It was COVID. COVID. That oh, bad that's right. So, yeah, COVID um, times. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, and so I, I, I rewatched or re listened to it too, honey, mm -hmm. and I, it does. And, you know, Shelly was upstairs, mm -hmm. or Shelly was in the kitchen. We were clear upstairs yeah. in a makeshift little studio up in the the, the spare Shelly bedroom, mm -hmm. <laughs> that we call it. Yeah. And it was nobody, we, you, it's, it, if you can't look at somebody, you don't get the reaction you want. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and it's the, the, the knee slap or whatever. So it, it was tough. But you know what the cool thing about it was, we were still really new at it too, mm -hmm. and it was what our, our third, it was our third, third show, third yeah. show. And a, a, as a Zoom thing, we didn't really know what the hell we were doing Zoom wise, we much still less don't. what we were doing, <laughs> <laughs> much true. less what we were doing here. So that's that's what it was well, tough. But and somebody that important that we wanted to get a great show and, and so much information across, it didn't come across. Well, I think that the stuff that we did talk about was really, really, really super interesting. Oh yeah, it, yeah. And um, she was interesting, and it was great and stuff. But like when we wanted to laugh, it would cut us off. <laughs> Somebody yeah. else was talking, and, right? You know, and stuff like that. So and I am, 
just with that being said, I am so, so, so glad that we have this platform to be able to ask her more questions, hear um, some more stories, stories, and we have no time restraints. Indeed. No. Yes, yeah, because before we used to think that we had to keep it at a certain amount of time, and now mm -hmm. we just don't fucking care. No, exactly. we've, evolved to, we've <laughs> yeah. evolved to us, and the cool thing about it is... Um, we have her tied up in our basement. We do. <laughs> so we have. And we have her tied up and gagged. So uh, yeah. and blindfolded. She doesn't even know where she's at. <laughs> truly, you know. <laughs> but it's fine. So it. But it, did this we is have to be... pay for Zoom minutes too? Yeah, yeah that yes. was the other thing. Oh, that's yeah. what it was. We that's would have why to we hustle. Were, we yeah. had we to hustle. Restricted because yep. if it went over an hour, we had to pay more. Right. So that that's was right. Part I, of it I think yeah, Michelle right. playing the Zoom meter. We were. We're gonna Zoom, 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 Zoom. Yeah. So with that being said, I um. We're going to take a little bit of a break, right. and we come back, we are going to be talking to our fabulous, the most amazing, awesome friend of ours, and just an all-around awesome person, Deborah Mulliner. That's right. Whee! Get yourself a nice cold drink or whatever you like to, and sit back and relax, because it's going to get good. studio guys the original head debbie babe how you been <laughs> welcome back to colorado y'all it is very weird being here nice nice well me me and the witches are so so happy you're here it's this is exciting it's going to be a great show guys so like i said earlier grab yourself a nice little drink or if you're out on a jog get ready to have some fun <laughs> I have so many people that tell me what they do listening to this show and they uh, go, I so look like a crazy person because they have headphones on and they're laughing out loud. So, uh, so you're saying grab a drink, yeah. go on a jog, grab a, a, a jog drinker, get a drink and get in your car behind the wheel. <laughs> Well, I know and Debbie likes some uh, really cold gin uh, martinis with a little okay. olive on the side, maybe an ice cube. Yeah, and, or two. Uh, <laughs> if she did that while she was jogging, that would be awesome. That'd be she awesome. Could, you know, you could do it a shaker. You yeah. need yeah. like a bottle with a the the, the the straw. straw yeah. We were wondering where the, what was in your Stanley cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was jog shaken, not yeah, stirred. It was. Uh -huh. yes. it was always a martini. Well, nice. right at the beginning, you said it's it's weird, like weird to be back in in what ways? Just things that I forgot about Colorado, and after being in Michigan, I kind of acclimated there. I'm back here. I'm not acclimated. The Altitude's kind of getting to me sure. a little bit. I'm kind of fluby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you know we have mountains? Yeah, <laughs> and I saw them earlier today. They're pretty. <laughs> They're pretty. I but, love it. How long have you been gone? Four years. Four years, and she's already like, Colorado what? <laughs> the first thing I noticed when I got off the plane was the Atho Leisure at the airport, the athletic. Yes. Uh, Yes, bike That's our uniform. And, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter what year it is. Everybody's summer, got to look sure be Birkenstocks. And, yes, yeah. everybody was wearing bike shorts. Mm -hmm. They're yep. not even biking. That's just pets. I never signaling. wear bike shorts at the airport. But that's I don't either. <laughs> I don't want to cover no, my it was balls. Just, it was just like so Colorado. Just, and you're like, oh, that's right. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it's very different. We're laid back. Did they pick you up in a Subaru? Uh, it was a Toyota. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. The second choice. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. So the first time we had you on the podcast, we talked about your early family history, which was fascinating. Um, but I wanted to, so we had talked, and if you guys want to go back, it's the episode three, season one. But we had talked about that you grew up in Detroit. So after you went to Detroit, or after you lived in Detroit, we know that you went a bunch of places, but when did you end up getting landing to in Colorado. Colorado? Landing in Colorado. Um, I <laughs> I had lived in New York, New Jersey for a couple of years, and I went back to Detroit. 
And um, when I moved to New York, it was to break up with the boyfriend that I had in Detroit originally when I first took off. And he was in a band, of course, because... That's Debbie you. style. Yeah, yeah, it was me. And <laughs> um, I was back working in Detroit, and I was living alone in an apartment downtown and kind of having a blast being that way. And the phone rang, and out of the clear blue, it was my ex-boyfriend. And the weird part about it was is that I had been at the grocery store and I picked up one of those stupid little horoscope books at the checkout. Yes. <laughs> and, it, and I read my horoscope. It said, a long ago love will contact you. Oh. I put it down, the phone rang, and my, well, he's now my ex-husband. Yes. <laughs> long ago <laughs> Called love. me up. And it said, long ago love. He, he called me up. Hi, how are you? I live in Florida now. Um, uh Come on down, and I'll, I'll pay for you to come down and see me. And I thought, well, what the hell? Free trip, see why him. not? Yeah, he was yeah. always fun. Yeah, He was always a blast. I went down, he proposed to me, Uh-oh. and I accepted. I don't know why. I mean, when I got back home, my mom was like, what? It was that ocean air. It kind of you know, got you a little dizzy there. Yeah. Well, you didn't want to be rude. No. Yeah. You know, there's a ring and shit, and you're on one <laughs> knee. You're like, oh, I don't want to blow trip. the moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I came back up to Detroit. I stayed for a couple of months, and I went back down to Florida to get married to him. And it was like about almost a eight months between the time that I moved down there and I was getting married. And by that point, I don't, I wasn't even sure I wanted to marry him anymore. But at that point, now my mother's going, "You made the commitment, and you have to marry." Him. <laughs> and how old are you at this? At this thirty. Point? Okay, I'm oh. thirty. Yeah, okay. and and it, I was kind of like going, okay, nobody loves me. I, I think I better get married. Oh, so and and let me say this: Debbie's not a quitter. No. <laughs> no. So so here's my I, so I know. Let me ask a, a two part question: Did he come with you to Colorado? No. Okay, so I, can, stuff happened. Right. So before that happened, can I can I ask you about? Um, the murder of your father-in-law and how you killed him. <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying to put words oh, into I mean, your mouth. This, okay. this is our true crime part of the show, folks. Yeah. So, <laughs> Murderous Mullenow. My Yeah. My my husband at that time his, was very much a mama's boy, and they would come down for every holiday. And he was going to school at the time, and he had a break, and they came down for Christmas, and I was working at a bar at the time. And they came into the bar. My grandmother was also there, and she was a comedian, and she was going to perform at the bar that night. And he loved girls, so I was dancing with him on the dance floor, and the other girls in their little bar costumes were dancing with him. And um, he comes back to the table. He sits down. He hits his chest three times. This is your father-in-law? My father-in-law. Oh, wow. He drops dead of a myocardial <laughs> infarct. I mean... And he was like already in like rigor mortis. I couldn't even get his jaws open to to do any CPR. You don't mess around when you take somebody else. He, <laughs> yeah, and no one rigor would mortis right away. <laughs> do you realize no one would dance with me for about a year? And a half after that? <laughs> That's all. Debbie's dance card was always not full. <laughs> She'll knock your socks off <laughs> or take your heart some. out. That's right. Oh my gosh. So then. Like you said, things happen. Yeah. I don't know if you were already in Colorado when this happened, but can you tell us about um, um, watching Phil Donahue? Okay, I can, but I'll tell you a little bit first, too. Yes. Yeah. Um, after after uh, he died, um, I, I had to go pick up his ashes because the family was afraid of it. <laughs> they trusted you? And my husband and I split up at that time because everybody was blaming me for his death. <laughs> Oh and you've been married for how no, long when he died? Uh, we had been married for six months. Okay. <laughs> oh, jeez. And I had raised glasses, his teeth, and his ashes in my closet. And every morning I would go, sorry about that, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> don't get up. I don't want to dance. But oh, I no. kept trying to give his stuff back to his mo his wife. Yes. You know, my mother-in-law. Yeah. In the meantime, my husband is off on a major cocaine holiday. like As they do. <laughs> hey, take your dad and with you. <laughs> I was working at Disney and at one point I finally just said, okay, I'm leaving Colorado. My sister moved, I'm leaving Florida. My sister moved to Colorado. I'm going to go out and live there with her. And I'm still trying to give Ray's ashes back. <laughs> and they, his mom is like, I, I go knock on the door and she won't answer the door. I'm not going to leave Ray sitting out on the front right. porch. In the elements. Dupe. 
So I decided that, that because he was a big old Catholic, I would take his stuff to the Catholic Archdiocese in Orlando. Oh. And I had to talk to six priests, and each one of them was like doing the... <laughs> Can you tell us a story again about how he died? <laughs> hey, Father Tom, get in here. You're going to want to hear this one. So I get out to Colorado, and I haven't heard. I I left because my ex-husband at that point in time had like racked up about $25,000 worth of debt in my name. And when oh, I, no. I had to divorce him through the newspaper. That's oh. right. I had to take an ad out in the newspaper to say, I'm divorcing you. If you don't show up, everything I say is the way it goes. Mm-hmm. And knowing that he was Catholic, I went ahead and advertised in the Miami Jewish Herald Times. <laughs> <laughs> to our no listeners, way. to our younger listeners, there's no cell phones, there's no internet. No. The newspaper is how you announce shit. Yeah. This yep. is 1980-something. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's like 83, 82, 83. All right. <laughs> the Jewish Herald. So I haven't heard from him anything like that. I moved to Colorado. I'm here by this time, it's like my 40th birthday. I'm working this horrible job where I have to get up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go to work. I get home from work in the afternoon, and I turn on the TV set, and the Phil Donahue show's on. Love Phil. And there's this man on the show that uh, looks so familiar to me, but I'm not quite recognizing. And he does this little scratch on his hand that he used to do on his knuckle, and I went, oh my God, that's my ex-husband, Dale. So he's on Phil because he's impotent and can't get it up, and he's calling me a brutal first wife on national TV. Whoa. Was it your fault he couldn't get it up? Did he say that? He said... It was implied. It it was implied that he was such a good Catholic boy that if he fantasized, he felt like he was cheating. And that's when I was like, oh my God, I got to get Phil on the phone here. (laughs) (laughs) This guy was a musician. Do you realize how many times that... Hey, he's a good Catholic boy. So I decided to send uh, him and his new wife a little telegram. I said, Donna, I know this must be really hard on you. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse the pun. And Dale, I always knew you'd do just about anything to break into showbiz. Love you, the brutal (laughs) ex-wife. Perfect. That's amazing. Oh my that God! Is... You know what's a dick shrinker is cocaine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, just say. It, it had nothing to do with the fact that he did like three hundred dollars worth of coke a day. It was because he was Catholic and oh, yes. couldn't fantasize or he was cheating. Oh. You know. God bless him. <laughs> he yeah. had it coming. <laughs> Seriously, do they pay people to be on the Phil Donahue show, or do you volunteer? That's why I was trying to get through okay. because I thought he's talking about the I I could. A testify about this yes. whole situation, but it was a tape show. Oh, Damn shoot, it. that's too bad. I know. I wonder if we can find that. I probably uh, on I've YouTube. Tried... Do you, was it called uh, Limp Dick Show or what? <laughs> Donahue, limp, limp, limp Dick ex husbands and coke addicts. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, those, those are the key words. <laughs> but it was kind of a nice birthday present to know yes. that yeah. you could never get it up again. Yeah. 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 Yes. Oh wow! Isn't uh, karma? Uh, hilarious little bitch. <laughs> Good God. So then let's um, go to... Fast forward? Fast forward. Well, finding your second husband. Oh, really? Are we going to go there? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, how many, hus- so how many husbands have you had? Are you like shells? The, uh, okay. <laughs> She's not the two. No, this second. I just had a lot of in-betweener boyfriends. Okay. Yeah. You know. You're not a collector. No. Okay, good. Uh, she I was mean, kissing I, frogs. Yeah. <laughs> so at, at the point in time, I was kind of really... Um, depressed and I was dating this guy that I really really liked and he was an artist and he was funny and we got along really well and we did a lot of things together and then all of a sudden out of the clear blue he tells me he can't be with me because I'm older than him I'm too old to have babies I can't have babies and he can't be with me because I'm too old what? So, and how old are you at and how point? bad did you beat his ass uh, <laughs> I was like just 40s, around 40. yeah, around yeah. 40 yeah. something, yeah. And ladies and gents, the hottest 40 year old you had ever met in your life, she still looks 25 years younger than yeah. you. Yeah, I, you know, so <laughs> so I went out and got drunk and did a spite fuck with a 24 year old. Woo! <laughs> yeah, hey. just dyslexic, and just do your age and then reverse it. Yeah. Right. yeah, you're 42, and there's two fours and a two, there, we're good. It's stuck, <laughs> and we've been together ever since. And how many years, years is now? that? 
it's actually been yeah 32 years now nice yeah Yes, we love your husband very much. (laughs) Yes. What can you tell us? um, So we all met you at Laddie's Mm -hmm. at the 80s bar we've talked about on the show many, many times. Not really an 80s bar, but we were whatever. It was during the, yeah, yeah, 80s, 90s. Yeah. Yes. But can you tell us the the dare that Troy lost and how you met? Okay. So, um, well, we met at the bar because he was cute and I was drunk and I said, hey. That's what we're doing. Hey, I've been on Phil Donahue, dude. I I took him home. I was drunk, you know. But um, after that, we really started seeing each other on a regular time, and I'm this major, major Rolling Stones fan. And the first IMAX um, Rolling Stones movie was playing at Denver at the IMAX down at the museum. Yes. So Troy would constantly make fun of Mick Jagger, call him gay, call him this, oh, Mick, blah, 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 blah. So my sister and I... And you stayed with him. I know. I know. (laughs) So my sister and I wanted to go see it. He wanted to go. She knew that he would sign. She wrote this big, long contract out about, you will keep quiet before the show during the show, and if you want to say stuff after the show, that's fine. But if you make cracks and ruin our night before the show, you're going to have to streak at Laddie's um, during start. happy hour. Start buck but naked start, yeah, nice. at Laddie's during happy hour on a Friday night. Oh, shit. And that back in the day, folks, he signed packed. it. let us tell yeah. you, that place used to be packed. So, you know, he's like borderline making little cracks we're having dinner and drinks beforehand and finally he just makes this like really really rude crack about Mick Jagger and it's like you screwed up you're streaking buddy. he hasn't even seen the show yet no right? this is that dinner once he sees the show he loves the stones oh, he's shit. crazy so he, he, he's he, doing Mick Jagger he imitations and shook and on it before dinner was even before he even seen oh my god yeah mm-hmm. okay. he lost it before the show <laughs> So, you know, I'm not really pushing him to fulfill, but... No, but I know your sister. She's going to hold on to it. Yep. We're sitting there, Friday happy hour, and out comes Troy, bare-ass naked with a... He's got a signboard on the front of him that says, I know it's only rock and roll, but B-U-T-T. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) And that was it. And who wouldn't marry that guy? (laughs) That right there is the best. That's treasure. And Troy will not, not take a, a dare and no, stuff he, he yeah. i mean if i mean if he, he says he's going to do something he's going to do that's it. where we're a lot alike me and troy are a lot yeah. alike like that's that because yeah. not you, a welcher don't dare me because i will do it and do it twice no just <laughs> just a little sidebar we were we went to visit debbie in um in michigan last may mm-hmm. april yeah april, may. <laughs> may and um it was me, Shelly, Deb, and then Troy was are the only boy, and we went <laughs> kind of like this trip. Yeah, kind of. But we <laughs> went to this um, kind of fancy restaurant, and we were walking in, and I go, Troy, I, I dare you to when they say um, who's who's your reservation with, I'd say it's just me and my bitches, <laughs> and everybody kind of started laughing, and, and then like we had it wasn't like a really long walk, but it was a long enough walk that I kind of forgot I had dared him to say. <laughs> And he acted like, uh, yeah, you know, like, like didn't take it seriously yeah, in any regard. He, he just kind of looked at me and kind of giggled like, you're dumb, Lisa, and stuff. <laughs> and so we get up there and they're like, who's the reservation for? And Troy goes, me and my bitches. <laughs> oh, I yeah. died. I Damn. was like, oh, my God. I, it was so funny. I was, I was kicking myself because the other night at dinner, I mean, I didn't want to take something from yeah. it, but I was like, Damn it! I had my chance to be pull a Troy and be like, yep. just me and my because it's a fancy little place we went yeah. to. So, but no, I was like, no. Oh, Detroit! Thank God that you got that done. I love that man. Yeah, that nah, was so awesome. We're we're very well matched. It's he's always anything I ask him to do crazy like that. So he dressed up like Julia Childs for yes. um, the Oscar party we had. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. You're welcome. It was gonna fall. <laughs> yeah, and we were just talking. Was it uh, yesterday with Brian that we won the Entrado Talent Show? Yes. Doing oh, the yeah, the, the lunch lady one, right? Yes. Uh-huh. yes, that was beautiful. He was the most hideous and well choreographed <laughs> lunch lady of all but time. One of the ultimate ones. I mean, it was the uh, Jean Benet. Oh yes. For, well, they always won the the costume contest at Laddie's every year. Deb and Troy would win. Yeah. Yep. And Stephen that year he was John Bonet. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And the year that she got. I, that's not. That's funny. the well. No, there's, <laughs> no, yeah, there's yes. no funniness, but it's funny. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, yeah, because, because he's six foot four. four. Well, yeah. and, 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 and he was in a cowgirl costume. <laughs> and the funny thing Come is, on, folks, blonde wig. 
It's not too soon. <laughs> it was too soon, but it was so, so good. But, I mean, this, these guys come up with the best costumes. Yeah. Uh, Debbie was the walking Deb one year. <laughs> yeah. She was a zombie. That, I remember that. Cause I we, that we were leaving so the funny. We were leaving that party we were at. I think it was at Blake Street. It was, it was at the Blake. Yeah, I put yeah. party on there. Yeah, yeah. So I went over to give Deb a kiss. She goes, you don't want to kiss me because my face is coming apart right here. <laughs> Yeah, she was cracking me up. And I go, I don't care. She'd be like, how are my teeth? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, are they black enough? Oh, God. They were black. Do you have pictures of that? Uh, yeah, I sure do. You need yeah. to send us because I'd like to put that uh, for one of our pictures yeah, for this I show still because have some of those. Yeah, it, she, I'm sorry. This woman is drop dead gorgeous, and no, I, she was. Oh, <laughs> she was very scary. And I didn't even recognize her when they came in. If, if you would have been next to Troy and you did, just would have wandered around, <laughs> I probably wouldn't have recognized her. But then I was like, oh my god! But yeah, the teeth thing was like, whoa. She was the walking. How dead. did you get that yep. done? And I, attention to detail. Your werewolf costumes were so oh, good. Oh, it was like she put on every too. hair uh, yeah. on her face. <laughs> She so was the good. bearded werewolf oh, lady. That's right. Damn that's because it. of my mom and my grandma, the whole show business thing and everything. Yeah. My mom, too, um, as a kid, she would never let us dress up like a princess or anything. She'd go, it's Halloween. It's supposed to be scary. You <laughs> I love it. And it worked. It did. Go, go knock a couple scary. of teeth out and stuff. Look great. <laughs> but she always went to elaborate, you know, made us costumes and helped us put makeup on and stuff like cool. that. Cool. Yeah. No, that's the way it should be. Yeah. I love that. Did we cover in the first show, um, oh shit, all of your parties that you threw? No. Oh my gosh. Because Deb throws the best, best, best parties. But one of them, I think it was Troy's birthday, and she made her entire backyard into a boardwalk and brought in sand. And they, she painted like those uh, wooden things where you put your face in, and they had the old timey swimsuit things on them. And then we covered the table with wax paper, and there was a lobster boil. We flew in like 40 pounds of lobster from oh 40 gosh. lobsters so from the, Maine. Here's, here's the problem <laughs> so we go to Dylan once a year. I'm, and it's always on Troy's birthday. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yep. So I'm going to have to ask Troy to move his birthday <laughs> because we always miss Troy's birthday parties. But um, I do remember the the Oscar parties. Yes. Were some, Those were great. Some of I mean, my favorites. Yes, I think we, we had better food than they did at the Oscars. No, oh, absolutely. Totally. Yeah. And Deb would make it themed. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, well, it's Titanic this year, so we're going to have, like, you know, 20s glasses and uh, caviar, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. A lot of we ice. Had, that was a blast. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the only time I've ever had caviar. We had caviar. No, we had house. snails. Oh, we did Just have escargot. escargot. Mm-hmm. That's uh-huh. right. Yeah, and I liked it. I didn't yes. think I would, but I'm like, I, this is never going to happen again. I'm going to try it. <laughs> yes. And I was like, this is actually very tasty. It do you remember delicious. the New Orleans? Um, the, oh, the Mardi Gras one? The Mardi Gras party? The hell I do. That party took me eight and a half hours to clean up after. Oh, I believe oh, Did somebody light the, the curtains on fire? Oh, I don't think anybody <laughs> lit the curtains on fire, but people were having sex all over my house. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what I cooked. (laughs) Where were we, Lisa? (laughs) We were there. Yeah, yes. Did we? Did we have the? Lisa, did we have the sex? Oh dear. No, we didn't have the sex. I don't remember. Why not? It was free of sex. We might. Let's say yes then. I was Uh, dying. I'd go to go to the bathroom, and someone was in my shower having sex. It's like, what did I put? Like aphrodisiac in the? (laughs) Too many oysters. Yeah, I that was a fun party. gumbo. We didn't it was sex line? gumbo. Well, there was that <laughs> sex gumbo. Scumbo. That's Scumbo. the name of my, my oh. next band, Sex Gumbo. <laughs> I lo- now, Denver! <laughs> sex Gumbo! <laughs> the food was great. The drinks were great. Colleen was bartending. Obviously. <laughs> yes. I, uh, um, oh my, okay, I remember Lori's 50, 50th Yes, party, with the swing. Mm-hmm. Where you, she, Starlight. Yeah, she had she brought in professional dancers to teach us how to uh, ballroom swing. dance because it was yes. like man, um, I used to drink a lot. You didn't go to that one. I didn't. Okay, no. I didn't go. It's like wow. Yeah. You did. You guys sang. Remember? Yeah, with like like <laughs> karaoke the Sweeney did, mm-hmm. sisters or uh-huh. whatever and stuff. Yeah, yeah. not the Sweeney sisters. Uh, what are the Andrew sisters? <laughs> <laughs> The Swingin' Sisters. It was the 40s. It was 1940s theme. Like a bridge. That was the Sweeney Sisters. Okay. These were more like the Mr. Sandman. I think you sang the lullaby of Broadway. Yeah. Okay. That could have been. That was a Come on along and listen to the lullaby of Broadway. 
Amazing. And you rented a Blake Street nut. Yep. No, it was yeah. a Blake Street bartender. Yes. Stymie. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a really fun one. And we all dressed up. Mm-hmm. We had nice dresses on, cocktail dresses. Well, and then we also had the party where Daryl broke everything. Mm. <laughs> but see, this was early on in the, when yeah. they had just moved in the house. That was. Yes, so I was, making I was doing them a favor. No, no we hadn't even done any <laughs> renovations yet I, when you no, did I that. Was like, so. I was doing them a favor because Deb had ideas for the house. So True. I'm like, you want that wall gun? But yeah. No, no I wasn't <laughs> that bad. The, the, the thing that was funny about that party was <laughs> God bless Troy. Everything Daryl broke Troy took the fall on. <laughs> he was right behind him the whole time. Darryl, they had this stage that you'd have to kind of walk up in the living room. We got rid of that. She, yeah, yeah. Did. Deb hated but that. At the time they had it, Daryl kicked it and kicked the, like, the, the, it crown, molding, the molding, crown molding it. around it. And I was dancing and I kick it. Pew! It goes across the room. Troy grabs it, picks up, and puts it back to where it belonged. Well, you came walking up and you kicked it and kicking. And Troy goes, "We can have anything nice, Dad." <laughs> So the thing is, when we bought that house, that little step-up thing, there was an area rug in the middle of the room, and there was parquet wood Mm -hmm. around the outside of it. So when we finally move in, and the other people are moved out, the rug's still there, but it's ugly, and I roll it up, and there's plywood underneath it. They only parquet on the edges. Oh, my God. So temporarily, until we could do some more work on it, I put a piece of carpet down, and Troy tacked, like, kind of quarter round around uh-huh. the edges to yep, keep it in place. That's what it was, and that corner round. Yeah. That's what I kicked, yeah, but it was so funny because then he got it right perfectly in the same spot, and I think you came up to change the radio or something, <laughs> and you kick it and hit, Troy goes, Deb, we can't have nothing nice. <laughs> and like, and even though Daryl was the one who broke it in the And he place. looks over at me and winks, I got you, bud. <laughs> I was dropping bottles of booze. He, I was a he, he dropped a big bottle of Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Troy took the fall for that one. Yeah, I swear and to God. Then, Daryl, Debbie goes, Debbie's always giving stuff away because she's always <laughs> changing her things. That's her decor, yes. yeah. And, and she has nice shit, so you always want to <laughs> be there yeah, when you're yes. taking it's away like, your yes. You're getting something great when you're taking right. it home from her house. So yeah. she had this ginormous plant, and she goes, yeah. who wants this plant? And Daryl goes, and I don't remember how, but he he was plastered, and he somehow thought he won the plants. <laughs> And wouldn't there was a raffle like you know Deb's house. Who knows what could happen? He wouldn't let it go, so he carried that fucking. It was like a, a, a tree. It, it was, was like a five. It was, yeah. it was, like it a, was five, a tree. It, it was, was a majestic. It was way home. taller than me. He for carried sure. it around the whole party the whole time, <laughs> so nobody else would take his tree. That's right, I did. And then when we were leaving. He's, they had a pretty good uh, grade on their front. Yeah, their front yard went it's like a little yeah. hill. Yeah. So yeah. he he was going down the hill, fell, rolled down the tr- with oh the tree. Oh my god! And then it was, still wouldn't give it up. <laughs> and so me and Troy tried to put it in the car. We had a Mustang, convertible Mustang at the time. <sighs> yeah. So it was Troy too goes, I don't think you're taking this no, home. No, that was like six foot something. Yeah, yeah. It was. We, we, we took yeah. the we took the we took the convertible down, and he said, and he goes, I don't think this is going to be good for you to drive with. <laughs> yeah, because it was. I think it was a uh, uh, New Year's Eve, so yeah, cold. yeah. And um, so <laughs> Troy goes, Daryl, it's fine. Your tree will be he here goes, when you come and come get back it. Come next back time. With, yeah, come back with the van it'll be fun this and that <laughs> we next morning i mean like daryl was plastered we get home it took me for, you know forever to get him in the house this and that he wakes up the next morning and he goes where's my tree <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh my god he remembered oh, well the no. funny thing is that's back when i i wore nothing but doc martens yeah and, so they, they, were, and they were slick on the bottom yeah, and, and yeah. i mean i went and that tree went up i just remember and i caught it I was so proud of myself. I caught it, and boom. And then, and you, then rolled. you went And down. then I rolled. And then I'm like, got up, and I had, oh, God. But, yeah, so, anyway, I think Corey ended up with the tree. She did. She did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah, but good for her. But, yeah. no, God damn it. And I was not giving it up. No, no, he was tenacious. He did love that tree. But, so, the funny thing is, so, yeah, that, that was when, I, I don't know, I had a very different problem. I had a drinking and drug problem, this and that. So, I was very odd. So, I didn't think Deb liked me for the longest time. Oh, you no. Know? Oh, she still doesn't. And so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for her to break shit at my house. She's been spending the week with us, guys. I'm just waiting to wake up and she'll be like, <laughs> and I'm taking that tree. Yeah, she's going to top shelf you. But no, so I think that, like, for a couple of times, I wouldn't go back to their house for some parties because I was very embarrassed. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want, and I mean, 
I loved Deb and Troy, loved their parties, and all our friends would go, and Lisa would be like, just, just go. But don't get fucked up. Yeah, Ugh. right. And yeah. I'd be like, okay, so I'd be like, mm, you know, seriously. No, so. I don't remember that being that big of a deal. Troy, what's that? I don't remember that being that big of a deal that night. I, I mean, I you just, were sloppy, but I don't we either. all were. Me neither, yeah. because well. my husband was. Do you remember him like puking in that dog dish over? Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I do. Yeah, I was six humiliated. Uh, yes. like hands I, and knees. Why you puking. Didn't puke in the dog dish? He puked in the dog dish. I think he was on probation for a little while he after was. that. Debbie did big not let time. him out. Yeah, no, that was. <laughs> well, that's one. how I felt. I, I put myself on probation. You know what? Though, a lot of people think I don't like him, and I think it's just because I'm a bitch. You're my favorite No, that's why I tell Lisa. I'll be bitch witch. <laughs> oh, don't flip me. You're my a bitch witch, and you know it, girl. <laughs> uh, I, well, there's so many parties we could go on all day, mm-hmm. but I do want to say probably the hardest cleanup, and probably because the only cleanup I helped you with. Uh, but I always spent the night. But it was after, and I think it was one of Troy's birthdays. But all of your family was there, and all of your friends, and there was probably a hundred people coming, going all night long. Well, guys, they had a hot tub in the backyard, oh, and so the next day, you know, and everybody's smoking in the house and doing things because it's the '80s and you can't. So uh, we go and we're like, you know, cleaning up all the butts and throwing away all the cans and the bottles and the this and the that and gathering things and Febrezing or whatever, if that had been invented. <laughs> but we went to the hot tub. There is a checkbook of flip wallets, shoes, bras, somebody's jeans. Everybody was just stripping that, it off and throwing that it was in. was the night of the Maine Lobster Party. I, and the thing about it that we was so it. weird is that I fed everyone so well that night. <laughs> I did because I thought, okay, I'm going to, you know. Yeah, nobody's going to get I too drunk. Up, there's people sleeping on the couch. There's checkbooks and yeah. wallets and you name it. Floating yeah. in the water. Yep. Oh and people oh would just show God. up at like about every hour or so. Uh, you know, we like their yeah their boxers and one shoe yeah. car keys here <laughs> oh that's awesome I'm missing my I, I, I love we got you I love their hot tub because it was open it was free game you know yeah. You know? yeah and there was times we'd go over and didn't have a suit you know and everybody get in there you know you're in their skips so this one time I'm like Lisa's like what are you doing I go I'm getting in the hot tub I said I'm <laughs> gonna and it was summertime so all I had to drop down was my 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 mm-hmm. shorts and yeah. I could get in uh-huh. so I get in and I'm sitting there. Here comes Corey. I'm going to get in the hot tub. She just whoosh, matching panties and bra. And I'm like, she has a smoking body. And yes. I go, wow. Most of the girls I see come in with red panties, blue bra. Or something. She, was, she was matching. And she goes, she goes, I have a bra and panty for every day of the week. That's amazing. God and I went, her. God bless you. Okay. I think I'm getting out now. Sweet. Where'd all the water yeah. go? <laughs> I just, see, because Daryl's used to me, I just use my panties as a bra because I put them all the way up. Because they're granny tube top. I go, is that the unibra? Yeah, I'm like, it's a tube top. And it works. It's, yeah, you, yeah you only need one piece. I do. Yeah, yeah, that's, one piece. So that's why he was very confused about that. <laughs> that's nothing like what Lisa wears. <laughs> yep. Oh, oh my goodness. So, Underwear. Mm-hmm. No, it, we could go on and on, but like I said about those those crazy parties, but uh, the best hostess. Uh, um, so can we move on a little bit? Because now, I mean, let's talk about the now. You know, tell us a little bit about your home life now. What have you guys done since you left Colorado? Uh, well, it was kind of in the middle of COVID, and um, I lost my job, and I just knew that I couldn't afford to retire here in Colorado. So we were first looking on the East Coast. We we're in Connecticut and. Massachusetts and the houses were really great there. We wanted to be by water and all of a sudden Troy found out that he could get this transfer on his job to Grand Rapids, Michigan. And so we thought, okay, we'll go by Lake Michigan. Ended up he never got the transfer, but we moved there. We bought this house that completely gutted. I lived there for like three months alone with lawn furniture and a TV set, Um, ripping, (laughs) painting. But I absolutely love it. I live in this... idyllic little neighborhood. So I'm a cute. block and a half off a gorgeous Lake Michigan beach. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know, I, the people that are in my neighborhood, I don't know if they actually really know how to take me. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? It might be a rude awakening. <laughs> so, I, I have never made friends like I have here, but I, I love where I live. It's and beautiful. Well, that's important, yeah. yeah. No. 
Yay. Yeah. And you get to use your gifts. You're mm-hmm. such a great decorator and you like beautiful things. That's fun. It's just a little more relaxed kind of life. But there's lots of fun things to do there. Yeah. And yeah. I think you have the best of both worlds. It's kind of like you're very close to the big city, if you want. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, nice, peaceful life. And you walk every day. Guys, she's so skinny. You know, no, I'm not skinny. No, she walks not an 800-pound mastiff or whatever it is. <laughs> what is it? Is it like a, he is like a an standard doodle. doodle. He's an Airedale and poodle. He weighs 80 pounds. But he's cray cray. Yes, and he, <laughs> he should have been named the Hulk. He's yes. massive. Yep. But he's yeah. he's George, and he was George Harrison. Then he was Boy George, and <laughs> now he, he's George Thoroughly Bad instead oh. of Thorough Good. So in the <laughs> Thoroughly Bad. That's funny. That's in awesome. The, in the thirty years that we've known you, it seems to me that all of your dogs have been named either after hockey players or musicians. That's true. That is correct. Mm-hmm, except okay. Pookie. Oh, what was Pookie about? What, she was I, named after me. Yeah, it was just <laughs> it was a name that my grandma used to call me sometimes. And it just, Pookie, that's so cute. And she was so cute, but yeah, no, yeah. Pookie would walk on her hind legs to PetSmart. She did. Yeah, when they would get in the parking lot, she's like, "Here we fucking go." go. She was like a kangaroo. She could run into the house, oh, but <laughs> men pin. Well, oh Gordy was Gordy Howe because he would climb up in Troy's hockey skates and go to sleep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then there was Mick Jagger, uh-huh. but he was a Scotty, so he was Mick M C J A G G E R. Oh, nice, nice. Mick Jagger. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have what was George Harrison, but Boy yes. George, and I also have Charlie Watts. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. Well, walking those guys around that beautiful area has kept you in very good shape. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we're going to wrap this up. That is amazing. I'm going to have Deb tell one last story before we end the segment with her. I, this is one of my favorite, favorite ever stories. <laughs> so you have to tell our listeners your gynecology story. Okay. Well, how she, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Take it away. Um, <laughs> are, you, are you talking about the stamps? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shelly almost just popped. <laughs> so at the gynecologist's office, um, went to the bathroom and there was no toilet paper. So I pulled tissues out of my purse to dab myself dry. And the tissues had postage stamps in them, which stuck to my hoo-hoo. <laughs> Your unsealed envelope. Yes. So, you know, yeah. He's right. So, you know, I got up in the stirrups and I was duty-free. Let me just put it <laughs> I think if I remember correctly, too, that you had told me that um, you're in the stirrups, you didn't know that the stamps were in your hoo-hoo, right? and um, the gynecologist came and he was like pulling at your hair down there, and you're like, do I need to call HR? What is happening? I think this is very unprofessional. And he came up and like showed her the stamp and said, did you want me to uh, send you somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I thought that was so funny. And at that point, she goes, can you send me to another gynecologist? <laughs> exactly. I have another gynecology story. Okay. Well, hey, bring it on. Tonight's the Has night. anybody ever used a diaphragm before? No, but I know what they are. Okay, so you know, back in the day, before a lot of other better birth control, I can't take birth control pills. I had an IUD. It was horrid. I decided to try a diaphragm. Well, they have you, like, up in these stirrups for, like, a half an hour trying to fit the right one in there. They keep putting, they keep going sitting up, sit back, whatever. Well, you know... I feel myself kind of filling up with air, and I know oh, when no, I no no, and I finally, I finally, they're like saying oh. sit up, and I'm like uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> no thank you. There's gonna so, be a talk no, I, I know I'm gonna have a vaginal fart. Yes, I sit up. It goes. I went. Always wanted to sing through my diet from my diaphragm. <laughs> I never heard Sorry. that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, that is amazing. Oh, my God. You can sit up. No, 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 no. No, I I'm fine. You can go. And yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. get up and get dressed. I'll take care of it. As a matter of fact, I didn't even ever want to have sex again. Thank you. It's fine. And it was I decided world. I'm going to. No, I'm not yeah. doing it anymore. That makes me so happy. Oh, my God. That makes me happy I'm a man. Oh, well. Thank you again to one of my most favorite people on the planet. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being my friend. And um, just thank you for existing because you're an amazing, amazing person. We will be back with um, some other segment that I don't know which one we're doing. What you talking about? What What you you talking talking about? about?
Welcome back, witches. It is time for the popular segment, Witch You Talking About. Say what? And this is the part where we talk about things and you listen. And I love it. And we uh, come up with silly little news stories that uh, I think you'll either dig or you won't. That's how that works. But I wanted to say, in honor of Debbie... I picked a story this week. She likes beautiful things. She uh, has 800 pairs of shoes. Her house is always gorgeous. She is always very well put together. And so I I found a story about beautiful things. And this story comes from History Facts. It's an email that I get that I read very sporadically. But this is going to blow your doors off, guys. So the creator creator of Fabergé eggs, which we're all familiar with, made a Fabergé potato. What? Yep, my favorite food, her favorite jewels, <laughs> Fabergé potatoes. Even if you don't know the name of Russian jeweler Peter Karl Fabergé, you're probably familiar with his Fabergé eggs, mm-hmm. most of which were made for the Romanov family in their last few decades as Russian rulers. Like most things associated with Romanovs, these Easter eggs were over-the-top opulent, finely crafted with intricate diamond patterns, <laughs> hidden treasures, and elaborate bases. One single egg is worth around $33 million today. Wow. Fabergé didn't just make eggs, however. His other designs, including fruits and flowers in tiny crystal vases, also fetch a high price. But among all his dainty, ornate work, one unexpected subject stands out a potato! Just under four inches long in a realistic, irregular shape. Crafted around 1890, the Fabergé potato is a polished box carved from pink agate, decorated with a gold mouth lid and a fleur-de-lis clasp. I don't know why I did it in Irish. <laughs> <all of a laughs> That's where they first came from. And then a leprechaun told you all about it. It's one of his lesser-known works, but it bears the mark of the Russian jeweler Michael Perkin, the potato man, and Master Goldsmith Fabergé used to create his eggs at the time. Anything that's a Fabergé is extremely valuable, whether it's an enameled egg with a tiny perfect gold replica of a palace inside or a humble spud. Oh, do you guys want to know how much it's, it's sold for? I just can't wait to hear. Yeah. Indeed... The potato box was sold by the auction house Christie's for ninety-three thousand dollars in two thousand sixteen. That's a lot of money for a potato. I know an Why Italian potato. It's a noche. Somebody here has to do something in Irish. I, somebody. I, um, but that's what I'm talking hey, about. Hey, that's a lucky potato. <laughs> no, that's what that's that? Luigi. I can't, I'm Irish and I can't even do an Irish accent. Maybe you should about? do what you're talking about in English. I'm yeah, sorry, Grandma. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so my what you're talking about is about foul-mouthed parrots are unlikely stars at the British Zoo. Oh. Yes. The parrots are a font of foul language. The habit of spouting curse words at torrid rate has, by turn, mortified and amused people with the works in this um, wildlife place in London. Now the... Bloody old London. Family-friendly animal park is trying a new plan to hope that it'll tame the parents' salty language. It's um, integrating them into a larger flock where they will hopefully learn all nicer sounds and words. (laughs) They don't Um, want him flocking off no more. (laughs) But for for now, the profane parents know no bounds. Consider how Nicholas describes the video link he set up this week. He prepared to speak for a program. Um, after interest in the park's African gray parrot spiked a few days ago, the parrot behind me was making obscene noises. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but during the TV segment, um, the guy who did the video or whatever, Nichols, he thought about moving farther away from the bird, but the would have been disruptive to the camera. And then he did apologize straight away, saying it's not my fault if this actually is... a um, if they actually, please know that it's not my fault. If they actually say a little bit of effing and jeffing. <laughs> oh. Um, um, he needn't have worried. As it turned out, patrons of the zoo, as well as the throngs of people online, seem to be perfectly willing to accept the parrots as they are, profound and all. The park has posted a sign near the parrots' habitat warning the visitors about the swear words. Still, Nicholas says that the park's um, human workers enjoy the lighter side of the bird's unique speech, and um, the staff um, find it hilarious that they are seeing the birds in the care and appearing uh, the broadcast worldwide. 
It's not the first time the parents have caused a stir when five foul mouthed African Greys, Billy, <gasps> Elise, um, Eric, Jade, and Tyson were donated to the park in early COVID 19 <laughs> pandemic. Oh my God. Um, from the public space to keep them out of earshot. Now the park has around eight birds that they're all cussing now. So the new birds that came from the pandemic <laughs> they taught them how to cuss. Taught them how to cuss. I love so, it. Yeah. yeah. So it says all of this raises key questions. Are the parents teaching the foul words to each other? <laughs> or is uh, the profanity fun. coming from humans? It's certainly oh. down to the humans, Nicholas said. And what makes it funnier is that this particular species actually replicates the person's voices exactly. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh. So they know which human it came from. Yes. Because <laughs> illustrating his point, he tells the story of a lady who spoke to him about donating her parrot. Her husband had taught the bird the profound words and she knew it there was just one little snag it was quite easy to hear she wasn't telling the full truth and it swore in her voice oh yes. yeah so that's the end and stuff so yeah it, when liar. they talk they they imitate the person i love voice. that that was that was a cool one yeah, like yeah. yeah. funny so yeah. smarter than we Man. are yeah there you go so that's what i'm talking about that's but what that's, you're talking about. Uh, like the Gilda Radna song, Debbie, let's talk dirty to the animals. There you go. Yeah, there you go. They, they'll imitate you right back. Yep. Nice. What nice. you talk about, man? Well, witch? you know, uh, you guys always dig, you dig deep, deep, deep. I always keep it a little bit of what's going on around me and stuff. So my what you're talking about is something that happened this week, which I was very... Uh, uh, proud, I guess not proud, but just very appreciative that I got to be a part of. Our friend Deb did come into town, and we all went out to the theater. Mm -hmm. We got dressed up, had a fancy dinner, then we walked across the street and went to the theater. And I seen a show, Chicago, I knew nothing about. I'd caught some of the, the movie clips on AMC once in a while, this and that, and I'm like, I should really watch this. And let me tell you guys, you don't have to be a theater snob. You don't have to know anything and everything that's going on about the theater. Sit back, enjoy yourself, enjoy the singing, enjoy the dancing, enjoy the story. You don't have to know everything that's nope. going on with it. And I thoroughly, and my wife will contest to this, she'll know when I'm like, mm, yeah, okay, that was kind of good. I laughed my ass off. Yeah. I loved it. It was great. I had such a great time. And I was so honored to be able to be the male part of the threesome. And the first place we went out to dinner, I think they maybe thought I might might have been your guy's little friendly friend. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it was great. And I, I just... I, I gotta thank my wife for getting me into watching or going to stuff like that because I'd never been mm -hmm. and I am uh, I love the theater I will go see anything and it's such a great experience but thank you guys and that's what yes. I'm talking about well, yeah you. you're welcome that was lovely you were a great guest and we didn't have to kick you out or and, no. you, and you looked quite nice in your button down thank you very much and I didn't bring you along my dick sucking parrot <laughs> <laughs> He's tying together all the what you're talking oh, about. Yes. Yeah. And then okay. the parrot ate the potato and oh, it was worth a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And all the lost thing. all the money, but yeah. He had it coming. <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> we will be back with our next segment, which is the Will of Wisdom. Wow. Wow. Now, ladies, it's time for the Cosmic Seeker of Love. He's more than just a meal, and he ain't no sloppy Joe. Oh yeah, he's the man witch. Oh yeah. All right, guys, guess what time it is? It's our wow, wow. moment. Wow. I love this new segment. And like I said before, Shell's thought of it, and it's it's just a little bit of piece of each one of us, what we think and what we like, this and that. And uh, she always does her true crime. So let's, uh, do you want to go first this sure. time around? Sure. Give us some true crime. I can. Hey, uh, true crime rule number six for season <laughs> number four. Fact check your fella. Uh -oh. oh my God. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Do you guys know anything about Paolo Macchiarino? Sounds Italian. like a cookie. He's a thoracic surgeon. He oh. was doing all these terrible things to people without the research. And he had the stem cell windpipe thing. And of the 20 surgeries that he did, I think 19 of those people are dead. Died agonizing deaths. because Not so good. No, but he was so handsome and so charming. Everybody was like, it's fine. It's, it's fine. And he only has six One cell phones because he does surgeries <laughs> in all these different countries and all these different languages and has all these different ladies. Well, listen to what this dick did. Come on. 
little mishap. So, yes, fact check your fella. So, he's so charming and cute that everybody falls in love with him. And there's a compulsive liar, which if people like, let's say, John Lovitz on Saturday Night Live, is just like, yeah, Morgan Fairchild, yeah, that's a ticket. <laughs> and then there's pathological liars where they kind of get off on it. And they want to push the limits and see how far they can go. This guy is definitely in that camp. So, he's lying to everybody that he's a qualified surgeon. Mm-hmm. And killing people and not caring and he's terrible and then not following up with the families but then he will get back to that and then he is dating this woman who happens to be a very very beautiful and articulate journalist and sweeps her off her feet and his whole shtick the whole time wasn't just because she was hot anyone to nail her because who wouldn't Mm -hmm. but also he wanted her on his side when things were getting Uh, People were starting to doubt his credentials. Mm -hmm. So he takes her all over the world, wines her, dines her, proposes to her, and uh, says, Hey, honey, why don't you let me plan the wedding? And just don't (laughs) ask any questions. Uh I I got this. What woman lets somebody do that? Yes. And and she's like, I'm busy. I'm a career woman. (laughs) And I've got a daughter. You, You do that thing. And he knows all these famous people from being a famous surgeon. And so he's like, yeah, we're going to have Andrea Butelli uh, do the opera, you know, sing at our wedding. We're going to have John Legend. He's going to be there. He's going to sing at the wedding. You know, he sings at the wedding. And, oh, did I tell you it's going to be at the castle where the Pope has his summer palace? And also the Pope happens to not be busy that day. So (laughs) he's he's going to marry us. And, uh, you know, just invite all your friends. Make the invitations. Send them. We're all going to be in Italy for, you know, the Pope's going to marry us, you know, because I'm his person. Personal surgeon, and she's like, "Yeah, that sounds great." So anyway, she invites all these people and gets the dress, and she has the ring. She does all the things, and one of her friends says, "Hey, um, Pope's going to be in Latin America that day, and so he's probably not going to do your wedding. And also, you're not Catholic, and you're divorced, and all the other things. Pope doesn't really do that uh, for any surgeons. And so, long story short, she gets bamboozled. She and her friends go get on a drunken trip to Spain, where he said that they were going to live, and that's where she finds out that he lives with his wife and his other family. Mm. Yada yada. Last thing, I know it's a long segment, but this bastard. One of the young men, beautiful, healthy young men that he killed with this surgery, in order to get his that kid's mom not to sue him, starts dating her. Oh. And it's like, okay, we're going to go on all these trips where my other girlfriend is, and we can take all the pictures you want. We can be in Venice. We're on a, the gondola. You just can't show your face. I just don't want people. You're just so beautiful from behind. I don't want nobody stealing behind. you from me. So thank you for listening. Uh, one more thing before that ends. I heard this on the way here. So of all of the professions and occupations in the world, the two highest of levels of psychopathy, which two occupations have the highest level of psychopaths? Well, I'm going to say surgeons. Uh, presidents surgeons and surgeons. Politicians Cops. and surgeons. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Yeah, politicians and surgeons. So there's that uh, true crime rule number six. Thanks for the long one. Fact check your fibber. Nice, awesome. I like that. Wow. What do you got there, Lisa? Um, so, uh, mine's uh, about animals. We know that. Mm-hmm. I already talked about parrots. Yes. Yeah, double animal dipping. Yeah, double dipping on your day of animals. Yeah. Okay, this, my wow is actually why you should spay or neuter your dogs. Yes. Okay, or your animals altogether. I am. So, we all know because of Bob and stuff, there's overpopulation. I get that. Bob Barker, okay. I'm like... Bob. Bob, yeah. You can say his name backwards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Bob. I sure can. Yeah. Um, so, you, you know, we don't, there's too many, I mean, blah, blah, blah. We know this. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that it's not yeah. important. It is. But you can get dogs out of shelters, you know, and stuff. We So let's not overpopulate. That's fine. My biggest thing is, is that uh, no testes, no testy cancer. Ooh. Oh, so if nice. they have, if you neuter your dog, they don't have testicles. You can't get um, ball cancer from if Preach. you don't have balls. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's going to save your. Also, it makes them a little bit more docile. Yes. They're not as um, uh, they don't hurt. Aggressive. And they don't run away. Exactly. The other thing. So this is something I learned on my own. Well, so I had a chihuahua. And she was little teeny tiny five pound chihuahua and stuff. And I thought, because I never knew as an adult that when um, 
dogs actually have their period. They actually, they bleed. I didn't know they bled <laughs> and stuff, but then I got a girl dog. And so the, I thought a lot of the reasons why that people got their dogs spay was so that they wouldn't bleed anymore. Well, Tila didn't really have a big period. She wouldn't bleed that much or whatever. And so my whole thought was, I'm not, she's so little, I don't want to get her spayed because I don't want her to go under the anesthesia and I don't want her in pain because she was like my everything. Well, she was about seven years old and one of the, the girls that used to work for me, um, a girl named Alicia, who I really, really liked, um, and we're still friends to this day, her, they had a chihuahua and it got very, very sick. They took it into the um, vet and found out because they never had her spay and she never had a litter, her uterus explode. Oh, what? It, yeah, and it's very, very prevalent in small dogs. No. Yes, and I didn't know that, so I went and took Tila out like the next week and got her spay. And so that's something that's that right. can absolutely, totally happen. If you uh, and if you have a dog, I'm assuming you love it and stuff. If you're thinking that you don't want your dog to be in pain, you're not gonna. Um, there's no big period. There, you're not gonna uh, have a litter anyways. It doesn't matter. It does matter because there's so many things that if you're not gonna get uterine cancer. The dog, if you don't have a uterus, mm -hmm. so get your your pet spayed right or neutered. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Yeah, yeah, that's you, my wow. And it'll prolong their life too. Absolutely. Totally. Yes. Do you think that exploding uterus is going to replace sex gumbo as the best band name for I this think, episode? I think oh, they just got beat out. Uterus yes. okay. will be the opener. <laughs> <laughs> That is crazy pants and very helpful. Thank you. Well, Do you know, I, this is how vain guys are. Okay, so if a dog gets neutered, a male owner might get it nudicles, like the fake balls, because... Are you kidding me? No, no I'm not kidding yeah, you. And you've stupid. never heard of a female owner getting their female dog a fake uterus, just so she feels more womanly, or <laughs> no. whatever. I've heard of people before saying, like, my husband doesn't want to get our dog neutered because it'll not he's not, it's a, not a male anymore. dog. That's yeah. gay. It's oh, goodness. <laughs> so well, dumb. that was one good wow, wow. moment, Lisa. Thank you. Uh -huh. Okay, so... My wow, guys, check this out. It's going to really wow you, but you're not going to believe it, but it is the 30th anniversary this year of We Are the World. We Are the World. Oh. Lisa, you beat us to the punch. I, I am ahead of our time. Absolutely. Yeah. When so, was that episode? Was that at the end of 2023? Yeah, it was a few months ago. Yeah, it was yeah. just a few months ago. So, we, yeah, we guys, we did do that episode of that, and we loved it and everything, but uh, just crazy enough... Um, that it is the 30th and we had done a show but the cool thing about it guys is get if you have Netflix go over there they've got a great documentary going on about it yeah and uh, and we just watched the video right we didn't yeah. watch the yeah, documentary no. yeah, we didn't watch the, 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 the documentary is new week. it just came out so it came out this month mm -hmm. and so it's on Netflix but how cool is that that we uh, we were ahead of our times yeah and uh, uh, we'd like to see our uh, residual check <laughs> We gave you a little bit, of, you know, a little bit of a head of time to lead leeway well, into the documentary. So also the other thing um, with us, the, the the greatest podcast in the world, is that usually if we talk about a celebrity, they tend to die within the next couple of days. Oh, that's right. We God. did have a bad so poor Norm. We had Norm McDonald. Oh, God bless you. Uh, was, stuff that, there was well, a lot of them. There was Lisa right Marie in Presley. a row. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was uh, so. Um, by Taylor. Oh, just, no! Oh, I'm just Lisa, I will Travis smack Kelsey. you. I'm just but, uh, <laughs> no, don't do it, guys. My so heart. did you guys watch the documentary? No, we no, haven't. We're, we're waiting to watch it with you. Oh! Yeah. Yes. Oh. That's, that's your present. That's so, exciting. Yeah, you're hey, staying what, up all night long. Well, since Debbie is here and we're on the wow, your mic is turned off, right? But think about, um, well, tell us in sign language who your favorite um, artist was on We Are the World. Which we can hear. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah, <laughs> there was so a lot long. of people in there. Dan yeah. Aykroyd, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the best singer around. Yeah, yeah, totally. Was, was, that was a my... great wow, Daryl. So guess yeah. what? That's my wow. Wow. Well, thanks, guys. Um, I wanted to just um, touch on a couple points before we go. Um, first of all, you guys remember to rate us on Apple, especially Apple. If you listen to us on a different um, podcasting site, that's fine, too. But Apple Podcasts is actually what... Um, 
gets the sponsors and gets the big people and the mm -hmm. more um, five star ratings that we get the better chance, the better we chance better. that we'll get national sponsors so we do have a 4.9 rating the only person that rated us bad was Ellen Marsh and I'm putting her out there and um, that's a story for uh, we already told I thought you yep. got that dirt cleaned up it is but she hasn't re retracted her oh that's true okay. yeah so um, that being said give us a five-star rating so that we can get some national sponsors it doesn't cost you anything please 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 do that yeah and it's not Go that vote. hard it just takes a minute yeah. yeah and second of all please vote for the best of westward every entertainment. single day no free entertainment mm -hmm. right yes it is on they the don't best have a podcasting one this time right mm -hmm. it's on the best of westward under free best entertainments we don't have a podcasting um category, category. this year mm -hmm. so we're going to try to win the best free entertainment category while you're there um, also vote for Legends 33 Nails for the best nail salon and Spirit Hounds for the best distillery. Yes. Yep. I also noticed, and I don't know if this is new, um, but at the very, very end when you go to submit it, there's a best name your own, like blank, 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 and I've been putting us in that category also. Okay. I, I best podcast, that too. Good yeah. Witch, Bad Witch. So well, vote for us twice every day. Perfect. I wanted to tell you, I don't know if you saw this, but when you go to um, vote, yes. it gives you like ideas of who to vote for Have yeah you yeah that? yeah so spirit hound is definitely one of the best distilleries it is and then went for under tap room you have to write it in spirit hound okay but it was yeah. really funny because spirit hound came up and i was like how amazing that is that you, yes you were actually already on the whatever. out of like 130 distilleries in colorado yeah, it's, it's amazing it's five. so good it got yeah yeah. So, so vote for all the things. The yes, best people. nail salon, uh, best, yes, all of that. So we really appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Deb, so much for coming. Uh, she flew out just for this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, maybe Chicago. Yeah. Uh, that was a thing. And uh, we love you guys. What a great show. Hey, stay witchy, my friends. Stay bitchy. Yeah.